If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with Midi Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at Midi understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And Midi can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. Midi clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It's the ghost. I wanted to thank you for listening to the podcast. I always appreciate the listeners. And I also wanted to let you know that if you want to see the video version of me telling the story, you can head over to YouTube and check out the stories there. Take a listen and enjoy. Hi, and welcome to the Dark Web Vlogs, where I'm sharing the experiences I've had working with clients on some of the most outrageous deals being run over the dark web. The job I'll be talking about today has to do with the very popular topic of time travel. You know, people going to the future, people from the future. We can always be entertained by the fantasies and possibilities, but what do we actually know? What would you do if you were contacted by someone claiming to be from the future, where time travel was a reality? Would you believe it? How could you prove it was real? Well, the requester on this job claimed they were from the future, and the job took me to a hidden away lab where the secrets of time travel were unfolding. Did I believe it? Well, as a result of all the work I've done, my mind is always open. But how could I prove it was real? Well, that was easy. The time traveler, the requester, was me. They call me the ghost. I'm ex-CIA and now a dark operative on the dark web. I've worked a lot of jobs, and today is my account of what happened when I was called on by my future self to help save our future world. 
take a listen and enjoy. So yep, you heard that right. I was called on by my future self to work a job. And many of you have asked me the question, you know, do I ever try to find myself, you know, ask for help or try to find out what I'm up to when I'm dealing with portals and things like that. And my answer to that has been that no, I don't. Because of the potential dangers, I will almost always choose to avoid this. I almost didn't talk about this story because as a general rule, it's not the best idea to find yourself when traveling. With this request, however, let's just remember, this is someone traveling to the past from a future where they have the technology. They are way beyond what we know here, now. Their knowledge of the resulting consequences around all of this exceeds what we can know. By default here, they should know more than us. Okay, so when this request came in, I was on the road. I was in the middle of traveling back from a job abroad. I'm waiting for a flight, you know, in the London Heathrow Airport. I'm on my computer like usual, and this request comes in. Strange thing was, it wouldn't open, not all the way at least. The first part of it stated that this is the request that I never saw coming, but it's a job I will want to take. And then it goes on to tell me how to open it, you know, get full access. And this leaves me a bit perplexed because the instructions on how I'll get to the meat of this request are basically hints to a process that I use, a way I store documents and information that need to be secured and then doubly secured. I mean, no one would know this except for the one backup I have on my team. I won't tell you who that is for security reasons, but while I'm looking through all of this, my backup calls me. They too have seen the request. You know, when I'm away, my team is always watching for new requests that come in. And when it's something like this, we put it on a different level. I mean, something that needs some serious attention. It's not until I'm back in the warehouse that I dig into the full request. And I'm shocked at what I'm reading. And remember, I don't know anything about this yet. So I'm looking at it and I'm sort of feeling crazy because it looks like a message to me from me. It states very clearly that I need to go to Asheville, North Carolina. In two days. I'm to bring one person as a witness so that I don't feel like I'm losing my mind and they tell me that I should take it very seriously and that it's very real and then they say yes this is what I think it is. Well what I think it is is that it's a message for me but that doesn't make any sense. So my mind starts searching in all directions for anything I might know about this. You know there could be an alternative. You know did I send myself a message from a job? Was my mind wiped somewhere and there's something I needed to tell myself? It has to be something like that. I mean, this request is coming from me. That's what I'm thinking. So I had to have set this up at some point. But when? Well, I'll know in two days because I'm definitely going to this meeting. I take Harley with me. And when we get to Asheville, we're met by a black SUV and a driver standing in front of it. And this SUV is very similar to the ones I like to use. No real surprise there for some reason, but at the same time, it just adds to the crazy mystery around this whole thing. Why is everything so familiar, yet I know nothing about it? Now, my name isn't advertised on a big sign or anything, but the driver walks right up to me and addresses me by name. And he's a fairly big guy. Never seen him before, but he clearly knows who I am and Harley. He greets both of us by name and opens up the back door for us. And once in, he takes our bags to the very back and then we hit the road. 
and we drive for a ways out to this rustic type house. It's a little ways out of town, out of the way, and on the edge of the mountains. And we go in, and Harley and I are invited to sit down, and so we do. And then our driver gets on his phone, and all we hear him say is that we are there. And about five minutes later, the driver gets another call and then steps out onto the front porch. And, you know, we're watching from the window, and we see a woman get out, and she's heading our way. So the driver opens the door to the house for her, and she walks in. Her head's covered. She has these giant black sunglasses on, but who am I kidding? I mean, it's me, just like I thought it might be. And I can't even get any words out at first, and I'm just watching her, me. She takes off her scarf around her head, then her glasses. I mean, Harley can't believe her eyes either. Even though we discuss this as an option, the other me looks only slightly different. You know, her hair's up like mine, but her ponytail is in two braids, and it's longer. She's armed with quite a few gadgets, and I mean, I have to say, I am just frozen. I'm in awe. She puts her hands on my shoulders, and she looks directly at me and tells me to realize it, know it, and accept it, that she is there and that we have work to do. And I mean, that's exactly what I would have said. It snaps me out of my sort of starstruck gaze, and my attention turns to the guy that's with her. I mean, he's this big guy, you know, like you'd picture a stereotypical bouncer to be. He's not Frankie or anyone I've seen before. I don't know who he is yet, but I'm sure I'll find out. The way he looks and how he's standing, I can see that he's there as protection, and that's good enough for me at the moment. She steps back, and she says that, yep, she is the ghost, and she's coming to us from the future. And then for almost the first hour, which goes by very fast, I mean, it felt like we were there for like five minutes, she answers questions and fills us in on what's happening in the future the best she can. She tells us that things are good, and apparently the jobs that we're on only get more outrageous for the most part. She says she can't tell us too much, though, because, you know, of how things are when you time travel. But since Harley's there with me, she does uh, give us a nugget, and she tells us that Harley is still part of the team. But then that's all she'll say about that. I mean, it was just very weird to be with the future me. I mean, she's me, but not me. She's older, but not too much older. I can tell she's more experienced than me. You know, you can just tell. And that's a little unusual for me. The whole thing was just surreal. And I could have just sat there for hours talking to her and asking questions. But she cuts us off, you know, from story time. Because as she says, she's limited on time and that we need to get going. And that's so something I would do also. You know, stick to the point. Stick to the plan. And not let anyone get too sidetracked. The future me, the future ghost goes on to explain that the advancements in time travel, although amazing in the next five years, are all in the wrong hands. Nothing was as we'd expect as far as how it turned out. There were rogue groups that were dipping into this science and wanting to hit it big. Not so that, you know, we could all get a shot at going back to see our great-grandfather or maybe get a glimpse into how awesome our futures all turned out. No, instead, they were doing it only to gain control of it and get rich doing it. She tells us how no one in general really thought of this happening. I mean, research into time travel was well monitored and thought only to be worked on by places like, you know, CERN with a large hadron collider or other physicists or even scientists from Russia, things like that. What no one counted on were those rejected by these big groups, you know, them going on to work on the big win. I mean, just because someone wasn't invited to research with the top players doesn't mean he or she is a dummy. Quite the opposite, in fact. A group was started, pulling together all these rejected great minds, and with their other wins behind them and quite a bit of money in their pockets, 
This team thrived. It grew, became stronger, and became smarter. And they were hungry for fame. I mean, their egos grew. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The farther along they got and seeing the possibilities, they kept their eye on the prize. You know, they stuck it out until the day it all came together. That one day. And it was actually by accident, but they filled the gap in the time travel formula. This one day, this one chance happening that they would never have done on purpose, catapulted them into a world of limitless opportunities. You know, and they tried to keep it all private, but it was messy and people did start to find out what they were up to. And so then the top dogs of our world, you know, they didn't like that very much. They wanted to get control of it. And that's how our future ghost got involved. You know, she gets called on by a new group of scientists who, you know, are being led by a few choice world leaders to help them get control of this new technology. They know it's out there and they wanted her to go in and steal it for them, take down the rogue group running with this thing and deliver the time traveling secrets to them. Said it was all in the wrong hands and it should be managed by the right people. And I mean, this did make sense, right? I mean, you don't just want anybody running around with the ability to mess with events over time, change outcomes, cause problems. But as the future ghost started diving into it all, her instincts told her to check on her client a bit more as well, only to find that the people behind this request were just as corrupt and they were only out to abuse this ability as well. And it got her thinking. If time travel really became possible in our regular world, and I'm not talking about, you know, experiments at CERN or something like that, which are very controlled. If it was just out there, and if it got into the wrong hands, what exactly would happen? Would there really be a way to control who had the technology? I mean, there would be leaks, bribes, and people would do anything for their own fame and gain around this. Could you try to regulate it? Could the common person use it? If people went too far, your world could suddenly be different, but you'd never even know the difference. The future ghost tells us that in her time, it was completely out of control. You know, by using time travel recklessly, the futures for all of us and the generations after us were doomed. And only the people that knew what was going on were going to benefit. The rest of us would be dumbed down and basically worthless in any fight to better our own lives or contribute to the world in ways we choose. The group that she was out for on this trip, and I'll just call them the travelers, 
they were the ones that were successful in the end. And they felt untouchable because in their minds, they could just wipe the memories of anyone they needed to just by taking a small trip or two. They wanted to flip things in their favor. That's all they had to do. At least that was their idea. Through the future ghost research, she started to realize how big the problems already were. I mean, for example, she realized that the current president in her time was never really even voted in. Not really. And she checked into it as deep as she could go. And although she herself remembered them winning the election, no, it never really happened. As she dug deeper, she realized this Mandela effect was everywhere. But of course, you know, not everyone was affected exactly the same. We weren't affected equally. She told us about all these riots that were happening all over the world. You know, people were fighting over facts and what was right, things that had happened, things that didn't happen. And now it was all starting to make sense. I mean, the people globally were starting to go mad. And this would only end badly, right? Of course, those running this mess, while well, their futures were looking more than bright. I mean, if it all went as they planned, they would be doing awesome, but everyone else would just be spinning in circles. If you weren't in that top group, your life wouldn't even make any sense. Not that you would know either way. And instead, you'd be working to make money and provide and give to an all-powerful group running the show and then running the rest of us like puppets. No matter how the future ghost looked at it, her latest request was just something that she could not do and that she would not do. No matter how you could try to spin it, it was simple. I mean, overall, mankind itself here on Earth was flat out not responsible enough to have this technology. It hit her hard, and she made her decision. The request was over, although she didn't tell her requesters that. There was no way to secure any of this with how wild it had already gotten, and she needed to do something about the mess that was unfolding. It was out of control. And in the end, the future ghost only had one idea that she could only hope would work. Take what she could from the inside, you know, secret documents and information, you know, everything that she discovered in her research. Get access to the technology and then go back to where it all started and shut it down from the source. And that's why she was here. And, you know, I asked her, why didn't she just work this job herself? Why seek herself, you know, me, out, which can be dangerous. She answers that by explaining a couple of things about, you know, things that she has learned. If you go back to the past, you don't want to be the one independently generating change because in the past, you are foreign and the change would be 100% unnatural. And that's when things become more risky and dangerous. So this forces her into needing a partner if she wants to do it right, which she does. And so then... You know, she's thinking she can't just trust anyone because of how delicate this whole thing is. That there is the whole dependence of one event on another. You know, the butterfly effect. With this type of thing, when it gets into the wrong hands, when it isn't handled the right way, things can get ugly. I mean, if you haven't seen the movie The Butterfly Effect, which, you know, although it's a Hollywood version of this, it does give it to you pretty bluntly. Check it out. Even small changes can result in big changes down the road, unnatural changes, which are never good. She needed to work with someone that would be as careful and as mindful as she would be, someone she could trust. And that person could only be me. And so there I am. If I take this job and if I can stop all of this, a couple things will happen. 
First of all, the future ghost will go back to her time and have new memories of all this going down. It will be as if she did it because, well, she would have. So that's just interesting. And then there will definitely be a big effect down the road. But the effect here will be the elimination of something that never should have been there in the first place. I mean, it did happen, but if our instinct is to survive, this cannot be. At least not yet, because it's happening to a life form that flat out isn't ready for it yet. Well, I mean, of course I take the job. Could this even be a question? I am asking myself to help on a job that I know has to happen. This was big. And of course, Harley and I, you know, we're trying to take this all in, but we're still in a little bit of shock too. And I'm noticing things, you know, like how firm she is in her statements and how you can tell she only talks about things that she knows for sure. She has an air of confidence and determination about her and how she moves and talks. I've never been on the outside of me before and didn't really think about it before exactly, but I'll take it. Another thing I thought about, and I know Harley did too, is that when you think of, you know, getting visited by someone in the future, you think about the futuristic and the unfamiliar, you know, the Jetsons or maybe people living in space. But there I was coming back from just six years into the future. Seems like if you're going to get visited by the future, it should be, you know, a more dramatic time difference than that. But wow, it was still in the future. Apparently enough with all that was going on. We don't always realize or think actually, what can happen in a short amount of time? You know, we think of changes in the future and we think many years down the road. And this is just six years. It doesn't really seem long enough to do something permanent or that big. But think about it. You know, Ted Bundy went down for murdering 25 victims over a span of only four years. It only took two years and a couple of months to build the Eiffel Tower. In five short years, the Black Death killed over 20 million people in Europe. You know, I guess my point is that things that are clearly big deals to us now didn't always have to take that long, just like this. You know, people in general look to the big groups for something like this when, behind the scenes, one little group did what most didn't even think was possible in that short span of six years. And now it was a huge problem. After we get the scoop here, the future ghost tells us that she needs to get back because she has to handle a few things with her client. She has information for us to review though while she's away and she also explains that you know why she brought us to North Carolina and that was because we are now close to our target. And I can't give you the exact location of where we are going but I can tell you that tucked away in the Appalachian Mountains is a lab that pretty much no one knows about. She leaves us a map and says we'll need to take a drive and follow it carefully. We'll get a glimpse of a large home, a large cabin, on private land, you know, there's no access. And most just think that it's someone very wealthy, like a big business person or a celebrity even that has that home and land back there. But that's not the case. It is really a secret lab where all these... With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Great minds are starting to blend their smarts and ideas. 
And included in the packet are the details that she's gathered around this time traveling invention, how it happened, when the accidental discovery was made. And that she tells us that she's back at this exact time because the discovery is going to happen in one week. And we, me and my team, here in this time, need to help so we can stop it, sabotage it, and make sure that the discovery just doesn't happen. She gives us a list of names and the photos of the people that go with those names, the people to look out for, and what we need to be aware of. It's enough to keep us busy until she returns, which she says could be in one day, maybe two, just depends. And we have no way of communicating between times, so we'll just have to wait. I can get my team together, and then we can just stay right at the place that we're meeting at. She has secured that house for us, so we can stay there and work there. So that's what we plan on doing, and we're set with all of that. But before we say our farewells for the day, I do ask her how exactly she's traveling. You know, what's going on with the technology? And it was actually kind of funny because she just gives me this look, which I know very well. You know, it's my, don't you know better than to ask me that look? You know, she skips any sort of answer and instead brings up another point that we need to be aware of. That when this is all said and done and the project here is successful as she expects it to be, as time catches up with itself, what they are using to get her over here, although not exactly important to us here now, will be eliminated piece by piece from her world. That when we are done here, the future ghost will only have a short amount of time to get back before what they have slowly disappears. So she won't be hanging around, if you know what I mean, because if she does, she'll be here for good. And I mean, when she says it, you know, of course, right? It makes sense. Sometimes it's good, though, to review what should be obvious. Then it was out to her SUV and off she went. I mean, it was a crazy meeting on so many levels. And wow, was really all I could say. That meeting was a chance to meet someone I really never thought I would be able to meet. And Harley felt it too. Because the future ghost wasn't all that different, Harley actually found herself sort of forgetting at times that she was not me. And then, you know, she was joking about the fact that she was glad she still had a place on the team in six years. We turn our attention to the house we're in, and it was all set up. I mean, the future ghosts knew exactly what to do. We have all the food supplies we need. The place is perfectly set up for us to work and stay there. She left us a list of the tickets she's already purchased for Frankie and Jagger to come and join us. Scarlet and Ryder, they're going to stay back on this one as our home base contacts and resources. When I get a hold of Frankie and Jagger, they're already packed and ready to go. They have a complete list already of the supplies I need them to bring. The ghost already sent all this to them, so they're really just ready to go, and it's great. The first night, we're all there, and those missing, you know, we're bummed that they missed this meeting with the future me that day, but we get past all that, and we get to work. And the first thing we do is we take that drive over to this cabin lab. It's time to find out what the deal is with this place. So the future ghost wasn't kidding. You really only can get a glimpse of this place from the small road we're on. It's the only road. And if you didn't know better from what you can see, you really would think that someone famous or important owned the place. You can't really see if anyone's there, but either way, in this beautiful setting, it would not cross your mind that maybe there's this group of scientists and others in there using it as a work zone to create crazy things that nobody knows about. I mean, you just wouldn't think it. But 
we know that's exactly what's going on. We go back to our house and we start studying. We send copies of all the information we have to Scarlett and Ryder as well so that they're up to speed. We read up on everything. And Harley starts her digging and finds out all kinds of information on the travelers. Turns out some of these guys were pretty down and out when they didn't make the cut with the big guys. But then how fast their tunes changed the closer they got to this whole big discovery. Even with just a slight taste of the power they might get from all of this, it was like the greed and hunger for power just took over overnight. By the future ghost time, this group had grown, but here in our time, there were just five of them getting started, which made things a lot easier to deal with in comparison. When we head back over there, it's four in the morning, the next morning, it's still dark. The day before when we did our scouting, we found a good place to ditch our car and hide that. And it's just a bit down the road. So we put that away and then we get it stashed and then we hike back up to the entrance of this place. And then we need to figure out what all they have going on. And we did notice they have a camera at their gate when we were there in the daytime, but we need to know what else, if anything, they have going on for security. And to help us figure this out, we break out our multi-scanner. And electricians use these kinds of things to help them find wires and walls and things like that. We have one like that, but ours has been modified. I mean, let's face it, you know, for us, most of the time, if we're trying to find things electrical or anything in our way, we're either breaking into a place or we're trying to get out of somewhere and we may not be right where the stuff is. So we need to have a pretty good range of distance. You know, we can detect concrete, metal, wiring, and something important for us today, what's hot and what's not. Because sometimes people put up these cameras, you know, but they actually don't do anything. They're just for show. And it could save us a lot of time if we know the difference for what we find. And it would have been nice uh, if that were the case with our first camera, but we see that it is up and running just fine. But it's nothing too sophisticated. And I'm up there easy, and I have the thing stuck on an image of an empty road soon enough, and then we're able to go in cautiously. And although we do find more cameras along the way, off to the side, you know, the driveway, for instance, none of those are actually up and working. So that saved us some time. We approach the house and things are looking pretty quiet, which we were counting on, so that worked out. You know, if this were the future ghost time, there would more than likely be people working around the clock and the security would be much tighter. They don't even think they need to have all that yet. They have no idea right now that they're on track to accidentally hit the big one in just a matter of days. We spend the rest of our time on that trip scoping out the situation as best we can from the outside. There are three people staying there, and they're all asleep. They have an office area on the main floor, and it's closed off from the other spaces on that floor. And then in the basement, we can see through some of the smaller windows there, that there's kind of a lot going on with them building out more to their lab down there. The future ghost drawings of the place were pretty close to what was actually going on, and it helped us you know, be able to recognize different things like Big Red. Big Red is what they call their future time machine. Pictures from the future ghost show us that they eventually build a small runway on the land out back of the cabin. And then we were also able to see the fully completed car rocket carrier, Big Red. It was impressive. But in the present day, they're just not there yet. And they don't know all about what they're doing. So they still rely heavily on what they record, you know, their notes, their files, their documents. It hasn't all come together yet. And this allows us to more easily sabotage what they have going on and stop this incredible big discovery accident from even happening. We don't want them to know that we were there, though, exactly. 
But if we mess with their data and things, we can confuse them enough for sure and then hopefully set them up to get shut down altogether. So we wrap all that up at about seven in the morning and we notice there are two more people pulling up as we leave. This would be the last of our five. So we're feeling pretty good about what we were able to see so far. And now, you know, we know a little bit more about what we're going to be working with. So that's good too. We reset the road camera before we leave and we take off. Our next step will be to get some things actually done on the inside. We now have a complete record of all they have going on security-wise, and we're able to update our drawings and the layout of the place, things like that. And as we come upon mid-morning back at the house, you know, we're still going over everything and are starting to plan our internal attack when there's a knock at the door. And I can see the bouncer standing on the porch looking out, so I know who it must be. And sure enough, I open the door, and the future ghost is back from the future. She comes in and her guy stands outside keeping watch, and Frankie and Jagger are besides themselves. You know, at first, you know, having two of us there, and the future ghost just goes with it. They're exchanging jokes, and they're laughing. I mean, this is not a stranger to them. But I break into it all, and then I finally ask her, who is the bouncer who's standing outside? Who exactly is this guy? Because he's not a part of anything I know right now, and I'm just curious. Then she tells me, well, she can't really tell me anything, because I have yet to meet him. She tells me I will meet him on a job and his addition to the team will be natural and needed. And that's all I get to my big question. But I'll take what I can get, I guess. I mean, he's standing right there, but I can't wait to meet him. So I guess I'll meet him when I'm supposed to. Anyway, then we move on to work because that's why we're all there, really. We show the future ghost what we found, what the current layout of where all their equipment is, where Big Red is currently being worked on, and where all the good info is being stored. And the future ghost pauses, you know, taking note at how simple it all is compared to her time. But then she tells us, you know, even though they seem simple now, we need to remember who we're dealing with. You know, right now they may just look like a group of unwanted scientists who are trying to make it. But we can never forget how smart they are and what they actually did accomplish. We will have a small challenge getting into their data. They always have been good about securing that. Now, in her time, she did break their code and was able to get into their system. Took her two months, but she did get in. And what she learned about how these guys work and what they're doing there should help us now. So we're good with that. Anyway, we spend the rest of the afternoon going through what we need to to complete the mission. You know, there's no time to waste here. We set ourselves up to go back the next night to put our plan into action. It's about two in the morning when we get back there. We set the road camera again, and we're able to break into the cabin. And again, it's Frankie, Jagger, me and me. Harley's in our getaway car. And the bouncer's there too, but he stays out front, and he just stays in contact with the future ghost, and he's keeping watch on the place. First thing that we have to deal with are the motion sensors and the lasers that they have on. Covers most of the main floor and the entrance to the basement lab. According to the future ghost, until they built their big privacy walls, they only secured it like this from the inside because otherwise the animals were just setting off every alarm on the outside all of the time. But after they built their walls, though, and updated their security, they were able to keep all the animals and the people out. But this is how it is now. And I'm, you know, about to dive into this whole laser mess when the future ghost removes her backpack and some other gadgets she has on, wraps her two braids in a bun so it doesn't flop around, and then she just nods to us that she's ready to go in. You know, I'm not used to that, but okay. And now, I don't know if you've ever played Twister, 
but she is about to get into it big time. She's stretching and reaching and crawling and jumping over these things. It was intense to watch. And it was suspenseful, you know, if she were to set anything off, there are people staying there. We would be caught red-handed in this thing. But she took her time, she kept it slow and steady, and she made it through. I mean, the way she did it was actually pretty graceful to watch. And I mean, I still can't get over the fact that I'm watching me do me things, but it's all great. Anyway, she gets through it all and then heads over to the control box on the wall by the stairway leading to the upstairs. And she breaks into that and she shuts down the whole system. And while she's finishing all that up, Jagger goes upstairs to do his thing. And he keeps it old school. And he takes down the three sleeping men one at a time with just a rag and a sleep agent. They'll be out for a while. And so at that point, we really are completely free to move about. And we have a good amount of time still before anyone comes around. We do a quick check of the downstairs to see what all's going on down there. And it looks like it did from the outside. It was going to be their main lab and it was in the works. You know, a lot of it was under construction. But okay, it's time for us to mess with data and render Big Red useless. Being the computer people that we are, both the future ghost and I dive right into that computer room and we get started. We have a small duffel bag full of our computer tools and side by side, we work together to get into their system. You know, I have the fresher take on what's current, but she is more familiar with where they're headed. So we're a great team in breaking through these barriers that they have set up. And there are a few to get through before we can really get in and do what we're there to do. I was thinking, you know, it would have been cool to have been able to see us there, you know, working together. You know, if I could have been on the outside of that looking in, but even without that, it was very awesome and very strange to be working with myself. Anyway, we're halfway in and the future ghost realizes she needs one of her devices from her backpack, which is still where she set it down before she performed her little, you know, gymnastics laser routine. So I'm waiting for her to come back when Jagger flies down the stairs and into the room where I am. And he tells me that he sees lights and that someone is coming. And I'm thinking how unlikely all this is because it's the middle of the night. This place is in the middle of nowhere, but Jagger isn't wrong about stuff like this. If he says that trouble's on its way, it is. Now the bouncer is out front, so I'm not sure what he's doing or if he sees anything, but apparently there are a couple of guys heading for the back door right now. Who could this be? And also the back is all wood. So where in the heck are they coming from? From what I've seen so far, I'm doubting there's any security back there, but still it would be a hike. I notify Frankie through our risk computers that something's happening here, but I don't have any way of telling the future ghost. I'm about to go look out and try to find her when we hear someone messing with the locks on the back door. Whoever this is, is about to break in. So Jagger and I are basically stuck in this computer room. And the best we can do is hide behind one of the large desks in there and just wait. The back door opens and we can see from where we are that two guys walk in. They're dressed all in black, like robbers. I mean, they could be there to randomly rob the big house in the woods, but with what this place is and with us there, it's just all too suspicious. At first, they don't move and they start testing it out. And then I get it, you know, they were prepared for the lasers, but we shut them all down. You know, they don't really question it. They test it and then they just seem pleased that there are no lasers, so they just come in. They're talking low when they walk around and they lean up the stairs as if listening. But after a minute of that, they continue on. You know, sure, they wanted to know if the guys are up upstairs, but of course we know that they're not. They don't hear anything and they start to move about carefully. 
They rummage through a few things, you know, in the middle room, but they're working their way over to the computer room where we are. And remember, we don't have the greatest cover. I mean, Jagger did have a couple of cans of mace in case the guys upstairs woke up while he was on the lookout. And I have a few things too, if we get a good shot at it. But we're kind of stuck where we're at. The guys enter our room and each one takes a file cabinet. They're locked, but they break into them. And they're just pulling stuff out, you know, looking at them and tossing them aside, you know, things that they don't want, which seems to be everything. And it becomes obvious that they're looking for something in particular. I start getting a game plan going, you know, with Jagger, and we're silently talking with hand signals when out of nowhere comes the future ghost. She walks right up to the first guy and gets him with the taser and starts to go for the second guy, but he's quick and he kicks the taser right out of her hand. He goes to strike her, but she throws up her arm to stop him and then grabs a knife out of her shoulder belt and swipes his arm. He was already bringing up his other arm to take her down, but she was fast and the cut causes him to stop for a moment. And the minute that happens, both Jagger and I come out from behind the desk and Jagger sprays the guy whose arm is now cut. And then I follow up by whipping out my weighted rope and this wraps around his ankles and I'm able to pull him down by pulling his feet from under him. And by then, the future ghost now has her taser back and she gets him while he's down. And by now, both Frankie and the bouncer have heard the ruckus and they walk in. The future ghost directs them and Jagger to go do a double check of the perimeter to see if anyone else is out there. So now, other than our two guys, it's just me and the future ghost. And we pull the guys off to the side, we tie them up, and we gag them. For now, they are there, half sitting up, half slumped over, backs against the wall. And the future ghost, you know, she's massaging her wrist. And then it's like a light bulb came on. She stops and sits up straight. She then says she remembers, she knows what they were looking for. This robbery happened, and they were out for one folder in particular. It was a folder full of some of the travelers' original papers. This folder contained their original mission, their original plans, and the original team on the project. And they were saving it for if they made it big. I mean, they wanted to save this little piece of history for themselves. But someone else knew it was out there. And I'm thinking, really? With how secure they want to be, this is like a journal in a murder case. These documents told all. Should have been in like a safe deposit box, or better yet, should have been destroyed. I mean, it told all about their plans, who was involved. It was a roadmap that, when it got into the wrong hands, would eventually lead to briberies and payoffs. I mean, everybody wanted a piece of this thing. The guys that came, she explains, were a part of a watchdog group, hired by a foreign group, that she won't give me because she says it will affect future jobs, but their entire purpose at this time was to collect as much evidence as they could on anyone trying to get into all of this stuff as evidence so, again, they could be cornered for payoffs. I mean, this thing was already messy before these guys, the travelers, even got their big discovery. And now we need to hurry in case anyone else comes looking for these guys. We get right back at it, and we just work until we get things done. We do get into their system and we scramble their data, removing key parts that they would need for their you know, mistake discovery to happen. Frankie and Jagger take apart certain pieces of Big Red and they take out certain parts of Big Red and basically rearrange everything enough that it's now just a big mess. We then bring our sleeping guys downstairs and we set them up with our other two guys that are already there, tied up. And having those two guys show up, we realized actually helps us now because the travelers are really going to be unsure of who's watching them and who could have done all of this. And then we take off. 
The hours flew by when we were there, and now it's like 6 in the morning. The other guys that come in the morning will be there soon, and so we need to be long gone. Back at our house, we now have a lot of information and a lot of parts. My team here on the ground, uh, we will remove it all from North Carolina and we'll make sure it's all destroyed. But now that Big Red won't happen, the future ghost needs to go. It's only a matter of time before it all catches up to her time and her option to go back dissolves. And it's weird because this sort of brings on this kind of panicked feeling. You know, a lot happened But it seemed to go by so fast, and me and my team were kind of scrambling because we aren't quite ready for the future ghost to go. You know, what about getting to know more about who this ghost has become, learning about the future, or even just having a few laughs? But there's no time for that. Instead, the bouncer already has her SUV and is ready to go. The future ghost tells us that we've done what we could. Her job is over, and our job is almost over. She gives me an envelope and tells me to mail it. And she makes it a point to tell me, too, that I'm not to look at where it's going or get involved any further. What's in that envelope is to be sent to someone she knows from the future who has been trying to track this information down from the beginning, and they will jump at the chance to shut this thing down. So that'll take care of that. And then our work on this is to be done. She will go back to the future with the hopes that this solved the growing crisis in our world. And she reminds all of us that those wanting power and those manipulating our lives will continue to fuel many of our jobs to come. And that although a lot of bad like this can happen in the next short bit of time, the work we do only continues to help keep the balance of what is natural, what is meant to be in our world. She tells us to hold strong and to keep moving forward. It's all motivating, but it's a bit sad at the same time. I mean, we all understand, though. I mean, she needs to get out of there. Our only last request that we really aren't sure that we're going to be able to get is if we can watch her go. And then to all of our surprise, she thinks for a minute, and then she says, why not? So we follow her out to a private airstrip. It's one that was part of a local community, but it's been shut down due to a fire that happened a few years back. One black SUV after the other. We drive out and onto the strip. She breaks out this tiny laptop looking thing and sets it on her hood, types in a few things, and then she walks over to us and she says her final goodbyes. It's strange, but it does feel right. She then gets her little laptop and closes all that up, gets into her truck where the bouncer's waiting in the driver's seat, and then what happens next happens fast. They start to drive, and all is normal, but then this rocket-like blast bursts out of the backside of the SUV and shoots them forward so fast you can barely see them at all. And before it even gets too much farther, they shoot through this rippling hole in the air, and we get hit with a gust of wind that shoots back at us. And when we look back up, they're gone. None of us say a word. We just pile back into our own SUV and just get out of there, stopping at a post office box along the way, dropping the envelope in that's headed for the unknown into it. I have so many questions. You know, we all do. But that's how it all gets started, doesn't it? With something like this. Innocent questions, curiosity, that then turn into a right And then agreed, fueling someone wanting to know more, wanting more out of it. We have to accept that our questions are not meant to be answered. In the end, you know, I was kind of sad to see myself go, but 
we can all hope that what we set out to do, we accomplished. And unless I somehow come back to get more help, I can only hope that we did. We were out for a reset, resetting things to how they should be and put things back on their natural course. I mean, our world, the universe, how much should we really be messing with any of that anyway? Do we know enough about it? Are we really ready for what we set out to do? Only time will tell, just like it did here. And that was my job, working with myself on the most surprising request that I've ever had. It's very personal to me. And it really helps us see how dipping into something can make you only want more. You, know, you get a little, you just want more. We are human after all. We're out to know and discover. But we have to remember to be careful and be wise about what we do. I hope you enjoyed this vlog. Like, subscribe, and find out when I post next. And until next time, and I will talk to you all soon.